Chopper suit convos. We back. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens couldn't get it done. Six, aka DJ Eight Ball Mall. What's going on, man? Well, what? Why did the Ravens choke? I don't know, man. I was DJing. I had it projected on me while I was DJing, but um, from what I've seen, hey, <laughs> they're having your teams up projected over your body as you're spinning tracks is crazy. Well, they choked because they ran the ball six times, automatic L. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was trying to defend Lamar Jackson. My dad kept saying, why is he holding the ball so long? Why ain't he running? I was I was trying to defend him. I was like, nah, man, nobody getting open. <laughs> they weren't getting open, but run, stupid. He's trying to appease white minds. So that's what happens hey, when man. you listen to white people. This is what it's about when you play America's game. Not if you win. Hey, he doesn't feel like I guess he doesn't feel like they would respect his wins for running. I don't know. Maybe and that just makes like you stupid. Russell Wilson stuff all over it again. See, I want to show you I'm a real quarterback. Let me yeah. get this one yard touchdown. Yeah, just stupid. <laughs> and I'm tired of this Roquan Smith Ray Lewis bullshit. That nigga is regular. Even BJ said, What? No, I, I guess no one else sees it, but you Ravens fans. I've been saying this all season. He don't get he don't got one big hit all year. I, I like to do for the 49ers more. I don't think anybody sees those comparisons but Ravens fans. Because BJ didn't know what you were talking about. He has no big hits. When he tackles people, he like wraps their legs up. He's weak. Fred Warner on the 49ers is more intimidating than him. Get this Roquan. They try to show like, yeah, he's the new Ray Lewis. They'll show like Ray Lewis knock somebody out. Then they'll show like Ro Roquan like wrap somebody's ankles up. Then they'll show like a another Ray Lewis. They were trying to do like a side-by-side -side comparison. All Roquan's joints were him like falling on people after they were already tackled. Hey, man, like, this is the new era of football. Or pushing, or pushing him out of bounds. I'm like, bro, <laughs> he's not no fucking Ray Lewis. Like, stop saying that bullshit. Like, I, he was under surveillance all season until they started winning. I was mad at all these niggas. And then they had that nice win streak, but that Roquan shit, get that nigga out of here, bro. He's always chasing niggas and like pushing them out of bounds. Oh man. <laughs> John Harbaugh, I love him, but he needs to go. That's why I don't care about Mike Badon. I don't care about nobody on the coaching staff being there. They all need to leave. Uh, but Lamar, the thing that sucks, Lamar still won't get what he needs. He won't get no Shanahan disciple, offensive-minded person. He won't get no Andy Reid. He does have a Mark Andrews, but he's not going to have a Christian McCaffrey or a Debo Samuel. You know what I'm saying? He won't even have a, an Ezekiel Elliott like Dak had. Like, <laughs> that's what he needs. Like, niggas keep talking about Lamar Jackson, and and he won't have a, a Austin Eckler and a Keenan Allen and a Gerald Everett, like Justin Herbert. Now he has Jim Harbaugh, the better Harbaugh. People keep talking all this shit about Lamar Jackson. He won't have a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. People keep talking all this shit about Lamar Jackson comparing him to all these quarterbacks that got all these weapons around them. Travis Etienne. Hey, he went to an ugly organization that don't know how to identify offensive duns. They just know how to find special teams and defensive kings. So Travis Etienne. Sorry, bro. You know what I'm saying? Travis Etienne. Um, I can name all the young quarterbacks. Ozzie Newsom was a Hall of Fame tight end. And he didn't know how he never knew how to identify wide receivers, man. He couldn't find them. Hey, man, so I guess he taught DaCosta, hey, man, this is how you be ugly and draft niggas like Rashad Bateman instead of nice niggas. I don't know, man. 
It, you, it, thought, you said Zay Flowers is good, though, right? I know people are mad at him for getting that penalty and then fumbling, but you still believe in him, right? You dapped him up. That's your big brother. Yeah, I love Zay Flowers, but that. Oh, well, all right. So that's your number one wide receiver. Yeah, but we need to get rid of Odell. He made big catches for us, though. But yeah, he's gonna leave anyways. You think he's coming back to play in that offense? Nah, but um, Zay Flowers is still good. Um, he did basically ruin a touchdown, <laughs> and he did a crazy taunting that was just over the top. <laughs> it was swaggy push, though. That was some NFL street shit, man. You can't push somebody on the ground. Spin the ball and then stare at him. You can hey, maybe he thought he was an and one man. He was having fun. You can maybe push them down to get up, and then you could probably spin the ball as long as you walk away immediately. But you can't look down and stare at them. Hey man, I'm sorry, man. He wanted to have fun, bro. Hey. But the thing about it is, as much <laughs> as I was pissed, I am. Um, I, I anybody who I would want to win would be Patrick Mahomes. So it is what it is. Let him get all his uh, goat stuff out the way. You know what I mean? Let, might as well get him. Let him get third. Maybe he'll, like, get lazy or get uh, complacent. After this mm -hmm. He's not one of those. He Never has knows. a dad that played sports for a living. Never he knows. knows how precious this time is, and he's taking advantage of it. You never know, because a lot of these NBA uh, losers had dads that played sports, and they're all tricks. So, Not really. I mean, hey, Steph know. got four. Clay got four. I mean, they worked hard. Most of the nice guys that had I'm that, the kids now that are coming in, like twenty. I'm talking about like the twenty five and unders. They're all what, what former. They don't. I don't think they have NBA dads. The the new niggas. They don't have NBA dads. Jameer Nelson Jr. is doing stuff. Kenyon Martin, his kids. His son um, is low. They don't play. Shaq's son. Oh, um, son. Yeah, that's Wade's what I'm saying. LeBron's son. Yeah, I mean, Le LeBron's son is 6'3", and he had a heart issue. He, he almost died. I mean, leave him alone. I'm just saying, a lot of these young uh, NBA sons, NBA player niggas are straight busters. So I mean, that's where the day's going. So. People don't need to depend on the kids of NBA players for the NBA to last. I mean, history has shown you that the best players aren't the kids of NBA players. What I'm saying is, is that maybe Patrick might get complacent, hopefully. So. Nah, he's not. He's a football player. And <laughs> he, Travis Kelsey might retire. Yeah, he'll be all right. They'll find another one. Shout out to Brett Veach. He knows what to do. He knows how to draft wide receivers. But he's been struggling recently. I've seen some people saying hey, they should trade up and get one of the wide receivers in the 2024 draft because a lot of people feel like that draft is going to be crazy. But, yeah, it's not – when the Baltimore, or excuse me, when the Detroit Lions choked. Oh, I didn't even see that. I just heard yeah, about it. That song was hilarious. My dad was like, oh, yeah, look at this. I was like, man, they're the Lions. They're going to choke. <laughs> I just knew it. Well, I was like, I'm too much for the day. I'm not going to win this game. Aren't they up a lot? Yeah, they were up 24 to 7. <laughs> That's sick. I didn't even see none of it. I yet. just knew they were going to lose. I was like, yeah, Detroit ain't that tight. They just going to choke it. And they did. That joint was hilarious. But because they choked it, the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, decided to stay instead of coming to this area to be the head coach of the Commanders. Shout out to Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, when they got body rocked by the Ravens and teams were hesitant to hire him. He got a pay raise to stay with the Texans. But with y'all, 
everybody's getting out of there. They're like, hey, man, we tricked this Super Bowl and we ain't going back. So, No, yeah. I actually think next year will be the year that we can go back. So your former, your, your main guy, Ravens director of scouting and player personnel, Joe Horitz, has left to go to the Chargers to become the new general manager. And then Ooh. your uh, player evaluation and analytics manager, Corey Querwick, is also going to the Chargers. And, of course, Mike McDonald left to go become the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So it'll be interesting to see how you guys rebuild your front office. And I like it that because Jim Harbaugh is plugged in with the Ravens because of his brother, John, he can steal your people. So that's yeah, that, don't mean, that don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. That shit ain't even real. Whoa, it's not real. You're not yeah. feeling You thinking that's a thing and laughing is not even like that doesn't even mean anything. Hey man, McDonald's gonna be a big player personnel. People move around and it doesn't matter. Any like that shit don't matter. I think it does matter, especially. I think it does because that shit does not matter. Everyone always talks about how the Ravens are good at retaining their people. Like a lot of these guys, they've been in the organization for over ten years. That's what the Ravens are great at. They don't really lose people. But now it seems like people are ready to step out because they're not feeling the vision. And I saw there's a divide with a lot of you. Uh, like, yeah, this homie Hor Horowitz, he was with you guys since 2013. Another one of the executives been with y'all since 10 years. Like even Ed DaCosta, he was with y'all for a long time until he got the job as being the main man. Like that is what the Ravens are good at, but... Uh, what do you think about Mike McDonald leaving to go to the Seahawks? Because a lot of people feel like he is an innovative coach. They call him the Sean McVay of defense. You told me he was the mastermind behind your iconic defense that didn't even go to a Super Bowl. So you you don't miss him? You don't think that's going to be an issue? I don't care one bit. <laughs> won't make a difference. And I think that we will go to the Super Bowl next year. I think Lamar... Learned but he's going to learn to be a runner again? You sure? Yeah. Mm, I think I he's know. figuring out the most, the best part of balance. He's still young to me. He's still got Yeah, he is young. He's just turned 28. Yeah, so he's good, bro. Like, I'm not tripping. I'm just happy that he made it to an AFC championship. Nobody is like Patrick Mahomes. So, oh. so that ain't even like a thing that's expected. Nobody's like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Peyton Manning, it took him a long time to win. Um, Aaron Rodgers only got one, like, this is the NFL we're talking about. So it's not like the NBA where you can just, like two teams win all decade and shit. So it's not a, it's not a big deal to me. That doesn't happen anymore for real. Basketball now everybody be winning. There's there hasn't been a repeat champion this decade. So basketball is its goal was to become more random like football and it looks like it's working. And I saw a lot of people criticizing Patrick Mahomes, like, hey man, the Ravens got killed by this nigga. He's not, he can't be the superior athlete. But that's just the joy of football, man. You don't need to be uh super. He is. Did you see when he got tackled and threw the ball over his shoulder? Yeah, he's elastic. But people are oh. talking about how he's not, he's not uh he don't have no six pack or whatever. But I like, hey man, he's a he's a freak athlete. You don't need that to be a great quarterback. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't need that to be a great athlete, for real. <laughs> oh, man. But all right, so what? what's your dream, man? You think you can go to the Super Bowl with uh, what 
what type of moves do you think to make your team go over the top? Or we know first you have to, Lamar has to admit he's a runner first and not try to throw, but do you no, think he needs to throw? He just needs to run like how Josh Allen was running and like how Brock Purdy was running. He can throw very good. He's just a better runner. So nothing, no moves really need to be made. Oh, so just, just bring back the same team. You don't need – so you were crying no, about how you need help course, in this and that. There's no – of course he can use uh, receivers, but play calling, like the coaching stuff is what killed the game. It wasn't really our players. It was the offensive play calling. It was the offensive direction of the game. That's what lost so the game. So you said you believe the theory that that's going around about how you guys purposely – Threw the ball a lot because Lamar wanted to show that he can throw. No, I think Todd Munkin with Patrick show. Mahomes. Todd Munkin wants to show like, look, I can make this guy a quarterback. I'm blaming the coaches and Lamar comes second. I just think that, and that's not the main thing. It's 50-50. The Chiefs scored on two of their first two drives and the Ravens panicked. That's what happened. <laughs> They're like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta catch up. Yeah, like they were only down, like they weren't even down by that much. Like, relax. Like, it's okay. <laughs> run the ball, buddy. Didn't even use Dalvin Cook. Like, all that's coaching shit to me. So it was yeah, just. I do. You have a point because Todd Munkin used to get mad when people talked about the offense and he'd be like, man, this ain't my offense. I just got to do this monkey shit to help Lamar win. He was basically saying that. I was like, hey, man, what, what's going on? <laughs> So, yeah, you might have a point that he was like, all right, now we're going to play my way. And, yeah, it didn't work. Because I remember reading this article at The Athletic talking about Todd Munkin and his system and, you know, how he's trying to turn over the Ravens' offense. And then in the article, he's like, man, this ain't really my offense, man. I was like, whoa, what? But then I read an Athletic article about Mike McDonald, and, yeah, they made him sound like a prophet. He sounds real cool. Like he went to Georgia and when he was at Georgia, he was already coaching high school football and balling on that level. And then that's when he became a graduate assistant afterwards. And he sounds cool, but he'll never win a Super Bowl. So none of it. Matters. I don't know. We'll see. He'll be fired. He'll be fired in five to seven years. Well, he has a six year deal, so they're giving him the leeway to rebuild the team. Yeah, he'll he won't ever win a Super Bowl. So I mean, we'll see. He's not he's thirty six. He's ready doesn't. to throw him away. Michael McDaniel doesn't have doesn't have a Super Bowl. Sean McVay got Michael Mc, Mike McDaniel just started. It wasn't I don't care. He ain't got one. Kyle Shanahan ain't got one. He might uh, win one right now. In so like many people, weeks. he's not going to win. That's my Whoa, point. It doesn't really gonna... matter at the end of the day. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Whoa, that brother doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want him to get one. He won't. I mean, he if he do, that's tight. But he won't. Whoa, why don't you want him to win? Because I don't care. Matthew... I don't care if he wins. I'm not a hater, but yeah. You're so like, what's the problem? You're trying to bring up all this. He's a prophet. All this bullshit. Yeah, you, man. We don't see, man. I want to see this. That, oh, you're bringing up all this bullshit that you won't say. After he doesn't win, it won't even matter. Now, if he doesn't win, then I'll cook him because, hey, I'm invested in the Seahawks. I used to live there, so I got a lot of homies that are Seahawks fans. So I get to play with punk-ass Jamal Adams. I can't stand him either. Oh, he's a buster. I've been known he's a geek. I don't like safeties that can't defend. Yeah, nigga's just a big fullback. He's just a linebacker. Fullback. Yeah, a big fullback. He's a fullback that they made play safety because, you know, they deleted that position. That brother he's nice too. They just he's he's just a linebacker, man. He be getting good sacks. Like I, I like how certain teams use them or certain like DCs use them 
Because I remember it was a big deal when he got traded to the Seahawks. Everybody was happy. I was like, whoa, all right. I didn't know who he was, you know. I really wasn't watching football like that. So then I started looking up his highlights. Like, you know, I like safeties because growing up, Sean Taylor is my favorite player. I loved Ed Reed. You know, the 2000s was a special era for safeties. Troy Palomalu, Bob Sanders, Brian Dawkins, you know, Adrian Wilson, John Lynch. I like safety plays. So watching him, I was like, hey, man, this nigga is a linebacker. He ain't no safety. But yeah, man, I'm going to watch Mike McDonald because I like seeing how people are talking about the game being skewed towards offense. So all the offensive so-called special geniuses are getting jobs while the defensive geniuses like Brandon Staley, look at him. I, I watched him. He flopped at the Chargers. He was supposed to be a defensive prophet and that nigga couldn't do nothing with Justin Herbert. He was just choking games and doing all that. So I'm like, hey, man, is Mike McDonald going to be another Brandon Staley? Or because I'm trying to think who's the last like defensive coordinator like that was got this hype that did become a nice coach because Mike Tomlin wasn't held in the same esteem before he became a head coach. So that's why I'm interested to see him. And people talked about how the Ravens shut down all the Shanahan defenses or Shanahan offenses when he played against them. So it seems like he has a good grasp on their system. But, hey, a big part of that is because, like I said, the Ravens, yeah, they might be ugly at identifying offensive weapons, but they know how to build defenses. So he had all the weapons in Baltimore, but he did also maximize people like Jadavian Clowney, like Geno Stone, like Justin Mudwike. So he don't Not have the either. same amount of talent on the Seahawks. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I am watching him. Yeah, I don't care. We good. Bro. Yeah, I like football again. So I'm going to be watching him, man. I don't care, man. We just don't do <laughs> coaching shit again and we'll be straight. Hey, all I know is that at mm. least Patrick Mahomes gets to win because he gets jk dobbins out of there right aren't you tired of him always getting hurt don't you want a real running back yeah that'll be fine well that'll be i fun. need keaton mitchell to come back for real for real mm, that was a big loss do you like he gus edwards right. are you tired yeah. of this or are you tired of this runs no, gus is good gus is good all right what about he, uh justice hill he be going hard yeah yeah, okay, so you love the running backs. All right, that's what's up. Yeah, that's straight. Okay, okay. All right, man. So your prediction for the Super Bowl are the Chiefs because yeah. you need Patrick Mahomes to get one. Yeah, I want him to win. What about if you like – um? Uh, what about if my, uh, Kyle Shanahan gets one? Will you respect him? Do you think all the hype he's been getting will be deserved? I like Kyle Shanahan. I wish he was our coach. Whoa! I thought I thought I thought you were mad at him because he hasn't won a ring yet. I'm just saying you're talking all that shit like Michael bringing up the fact that people are leaving. That shit don't mean nothing if you lose. But I would rather have uh, Kyle Shanahan than Jim uh, than uh, John Harbaugh. Mm, well, I'd rather I... have Mike McDaniel than John Harbaugh. Any offensive person. We don't need no more Andy Reid niggas. They're too player friendly, and the coat their teams are always undisciplined. Nah, he, nah. It took him to be 70 years old for his team to be. <laughs> nah, All the Eagles were always like this. But nah, what I think what happened was the issue with Andy Reid and the Eagles, ironically, is that his GM couldn't identify offensive weapons. 
Look at outside of T.O., look at who his best wide receivers were. They were huff. Brian Westbrook was a nice signing from Villanova, but I account that because as you and many people who listen to this podcast are aware of, Villanova's in Philadelphia. So they were able to find a nice running back who was a sleeper because he was in a small school in their area. Yeah, we know Villanova's a basketball powerhouse, but in football, they're low. But when you think about it, their other wide receivers, the tight ends were decent, but their wide receivers were low. Uh, Avant, Freddie Mitchell, they had huff wide receivers. We know Donovan McNabb was a baller, but that's what I think his problem was in Philadelphia because their defenses were strong, but it's just the offense firepower wasn't enough. That's why they needed T.O. to work his ass off to get in that Super Bowl, and they almost won if you know, McNabb wasn't sick and throwing up and shook. But I, I think that's why when uh, he went to the Chiefs, that's why I shouted him out, Brett Veach, the guy that drafted Tyreek Hill in the middle of the draft, Kelsey. Look, man, Andy Reid's teams are always undisciplined. He always had black, bad clock management. Oh, you wanted to <laughs> – yeah, he did. Player, fan, friendly coach, and he didn't get it right until he got his guy, his quarterback, and he got – uh. Travis Kelsey and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah that's what I'm teams were always um, undisciplined. Their defense was actually soft to me. Little-ass Brian Dawkins is a Hall of Famer, but nobody's scared of that little-ass nigga. Like, um, oh. Jeremiah Trotter and Little Shepard, they were all pretty good, but they weren't that Yeah, scary. they were pro bowlers. They weren't all, They weren't that scary like them AFC teams. Hey, man. They, were, they had good defenses. They, they were sh- known they for were- getting a lot of pressure. They had good secondaries. Hey, man, their linebacker play was solid. Yeah, their defenses were good. They had more, way more talent than the offense, I'll tell you that much. All I know is that Roquan don't ever say he's Ray Lewis, ever. I again. never heard that, but, hey, I'm paying attention to football stuff now. So. Never heard what? Like, don't say he's Ray Lewis? No, I, n- I never heard anyone say that, but, hey. Yeah, they've been saying it all for like the last I'm three not years. denying it. It's ticking you off, so you you must. It's but that's what crazy. I was wondering. Is it on the Ravens fan base uh, no, universe? No. Or, they, were there national analysts comparing that to? Yeah, he is the Ray Lewis of today. Well, can you team. can you give us an example of a brother that was making that loss comparison? Can you recall? No, but I bet you I'll be able to find it really quick. Oh, all right. Well, find it for us, man, so we can laugh. Yeah, this niggas is silly. Yeah, all right. Well, let's laugh some more, yeah, man. We've been talking last year about the women's Cold War and rap and how things have been, you know, little funny, little sneak disses here and there. Now we're getting more direct. Megan Thee Stallion put out her second single, Hiss, following up Cobra. Uh, This one, Lil Jew made the beat. Aggressive track. She's rapping her traditional flowing style, but she's spitting faster, talking about all the people who have thrown shots at her, trying to defend Tory Lanes. She mentioned a bar about Megan's Law, which is a law where it states that sexual offenders have to, you know, register and let people know they're in the area. And that was a shot at Nicki Minaj's husband. You know, if you want to know about his background, do your Googles. We don't, we don't have know. time to talk I- about that. I didn't even know what Megan's Law was. Yeah, well, I didn't know either. I learned. So, hey, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion for teaching us about the law. 
I was confused why Nikki would be mad because she said that, and then I learned, and I said, "Oh, that was good." And ever since then, uh, Nicki Minaj was geeked on Twitter for three days. The irony is that she never said Nicki Minaj or her husband's name, but Megan The Stallion, after the single dropped, went on The Breakfast Club to promote the single, and she said, "A hit dog will holler." That's a traditional saying in the South. Hey, man, you don't have to make no noise. A hit dog will holler, man. <laughs> if they feel offended if they hurt they'll let you know and Nicki minaj was tweeting for three Weekend. straight days weekend and then uh she put out her single bigfoot midnight monday and uh everybody laughed at it man yeah every no one liked it yeah i actually think it wasn't it. i like the beat because it was on some detroit shit yeah it is on this detroit stuff and uh, yeah, she tried to do her Roman character, which people said was named after a pedophile and sexual. So, I mean, I'm like, hey, man. Damn. I'm <laughs> about that. Yeah, Roman Polanski, who was a nasty boy. And then, you Damn. know, her, her history with her brother. You can do the Googles with that, too. So, uh, yeah, she tried to do that character. She basically tried to slut shame Megan Thee Stallion by talking about all the people that she allegedly slept with, but uh, she already made most of these public on tweets the days before the song came out. So that's another reason why this song didn't hit as hard. And then after she rapped and talked, then she talked again at the end, kind of whisper and scare her and spook her like, "You better don't lie on your mama and all this." Not on your dad, mama. Oh, your dad, mama. Yeah, we were actually. And if you don't apologize in twenty four hours, I'm gonna drop another one. She said she made five diss songs, and that was just a playful, happy one. But yeah, it didn't work. Megan The Stallion doesn't have to respond, and I think this beef is kind of dead because did Meg win? Yeah, because Nicki Minaj meek milled herself by dropping out a shitty distract after crying on social media for a few days now i see why they dated each other they got a lot in common on that aspect losing battles i'm happy meg one i actually think that this isn't that bad because i like the beat i think her voice inflections makes it bad she sounds weird, really bland and weird and she tried to do that going down basement type stuff but i like the part where she's like it's a fiasco lupe yeah but i like the part where she says like money bag trey songs g easy um, well, you like all the yeah. Her wordplay with saying the names was good. That's true. She said rubbing on Tori's toupee, like that was kind of tight. But yeah, like I am kind of happy though that everybody didn't like the disc, and I'm happy that Meg won because I, I don't know. I'll be rooting for Meg sometimes. Yeah, but Nicki Minaj is gonna think that she won because she's gonna sell records. You know, she's trying to make it a sales battle and I think that's what happens when you know that you can't make heat but the weird thing is that Nicki Minaj put out an album recently it did well sold over 200,000 first week everybody with Uzi's a hit uh people like the fuck the club up song so I mean she has successful records she has a hit album so it's weird that everyone talks about how she's the superior rapper and the greatest female rapper of all time and Oh man, remember Monster from 2010? Oh man, I can't think of another fire verse that she has, but she did Monster 14 years ago. She still got it. And yeah, she she didn't do nothing in this battle. And if you think about it, Nikki really ain't got 
shit for real. Like I know she's overrated. I'ma say it because Barb's don't listen to this. Only real people that love music listen to this. She's like, overrated. She's just because of her success, we make her think that she's better than she is. Yeah, and because she looks good as hell. Well, I don't think her looks have anything. I hope not. I think I hope people are just judging judging her on our artistic ability. This kind of her looks. Nikki is bad as hell. She yeah. is she is bad. I used to have a big big crush on her. Ah, yeah, but hey, she's a, she's amazing looking. But she is beautiful. But, but she hey. can't beat Lil Kim in a versus. Yeah, hell no. And I used to think that she was better than Lil Kim, like around 2012. Like, oh, like we got Lil Kim out of here. But as I became an adult, there's so many songs uh, that Lil Kim have that she cannot beat. She can't beat crushing you with none of her own songs. Yes. Spaceships are meant to fly. Yeah. It's not doing no motion. Um, Brooklyn, the BK anthem joint, she can't beat that. She can't beat. Uh, she don't even have a Queen's anthem. She can't beat Ladies Night. I don't even think she might not even be able to beat How Many Licks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, especially if Cisco pulls up and starts singing, yeah. like, hey man, hey, you in trouble. She's not beating um Ma uh, Magic Stick at all. Yeah, but now Fifty's her friend, so he won't help her. But now you're right. He he, she can't beat Magic Stick or fucking Quiet Storm. Like even no, of course not. Oh my god, she don't got no real nigga shit. Like Lil yeah, Kim Monsters her real nigga shit. And that's that's a disco pop song. What's real nigga shit? I said, I said her closest thing to real nigga shit is monster, and that joint is goblins, 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 Get out of here, man! That song, that song is so overrated. I never liked that song that much, man. Now the song is fired up. It's in, it's overrated, man. So what's your so you personally don't like Nikki's diss either or you think it's cool? nah that joint it has good bars but it's geeks it's lost <laughs> she wasted time and like Megan said that hit dog holler joint is loud because like I said Nikki was tweeting almost nonstop for three days and it made people try to wonder if she has a drug problem what's wrong. With <laughs> Why is she geek? You never, if you're supposed to be the queen, you're not supposed to lose your composure. If you're supposed to be the superior artist, you can't be making noise when a, a young lady only addressed you with like one bar, two bars, and you're trying to go crazy. Like she dissed a lot of people. She dissed Drake. I don't think Drake's going to say anything. She dissed Drake way better than she dissed Nikki for me when she talked about people talking about women getting bbls but they got the same scars and how he's a studio gangster always making up accents trying to make up like he's tough and stuff she went at drake harder he's in another nigga's hood like a bad bitch <laughs> yeah like he is i mean we know that he's a cosplay goon he even admitted i never be i didn't become a gangster until like last year or a couple years ago he just said it on for all the dogs so we know Drake isn't a real goon. He's from the suburbs, and that's okay. Being from the suburbs and being black is not an issue. All right, guys? You don't have to fake being tough and fake your criminal background because that's an issue that has happened with the black community, but that's another story for another day. Let's okay. Huh? So what do you think of Meg's song, Hiss? It's cool. Okay. I think it's a it's going to be successful. Um. They said it's looking like it's going to be her first top 10 solo record in her career. So that's nice. 
uh, especially since Nicki Minaj was talking about how she can't make a hit. She's been flopping for this song to be her most successful solo record. I think that's dope because that is a bar for me as a music fan and as a rap fan that, hey, I want to see, can you make a hit by yourself? We understand rap. The collaborative space is more beneficial because rap is so explicit that sometimes you need help to get those big ratings, those big charts like Nikki, uh, Nikki, I don't know what her biggest solo song is, but she has had solo hits recently like that red Ruby, the Rose and, uh, the sleeves. What, oh yeah. The sleeves. And, uh, what's the other joint? This super freaky girl was number one. So super freaky grandma. Yeah. That was number one. So I think it's dope by Megan. She said she has a new album coming out by the summer and she's going to go on tour. So salute to her. But yeah, I think this battle is done. Nikki is going to act like she won. Megan actually really won. And I like seeing the battles between the Barb's and Rock Nation. Like the Barb's can't really beat that Jay-Z button. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's why Nicki Minaj was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about Desiree Perez." Like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> they even going so crazy talking about like people's grave sites now. They're doxing. Yeah, they're, they're trying to find where Megan's mother was buried. Is buried and disgusting. So, hey, and man. they found Nicki's dad's. Oh yeah, I've saw I've saw a lot of disrespectful comments about how her dad passed away too. I'm no, not. But they found his grave site. Yeah, I'm not gonna repeat what people are talking, what people are saying about her father online. Very disrespectful. It's sad, but uh, yeah, Nikki really made this really disgusting and bad. Like, all she got is the barbs now. To me, like, and she's trying to justify it by, oh, if I'm Caribbean, if you talk about my family, then anything can go. Whatever man. she said. Yeah, basically. Cause like I feel like she made it so bad where people were gonna are really looking at her like you said, like she's a drug addict. She's also married to a weirdo ass nigga that got a rape charge. Um, her brother. And then that that's another thing too. Sorry to cut you off. I don't want you to lose your thought. I just want to add to that because Nicki Minaj tries to talk about how no man will ever love Megan the Stallion, but look who you chose to marry and have a kid with. Go ahead. Yeah, that. And then like nigga was looking for offset with a fitted with his ears tucked in the fit. <laughs> Old school, man. That's you old school. Kidding me? And then, um, are you kidding? You, you were in New York this weekend. You didn't see brothers like that. Fuck no! I seen a pimp ass nigga that had like a firm <laughs> with two braids. My uh, shout out to Badriana. She's a DJ from the Bay. She played Drew uh down pimp down. The Whoa! And me and the pimp nigga were were like some of the main ones excited. Man, he was like, I used, to, I used to love that pimp and shit. He was like, I don't pimp though. Uh, he was like, well, I mean, you know, I kind of used to be on some pimp shit, but not no more. But he got, he got like three golds on the one side of his mouth. He got his perm, like two French braids. He got like some gold glasses. He's like a pimpy ass nigga. That's what I was seeing. Word. But Dang, um, he wasn't seeing no old school locks members. Fuck no. But I just know that that pimp of the year shit had us hype in that show. <laughs> I believe it. But um, yeah. So it's just. I just feel like Nikki, the barbs would keep her there, but and and I think Nikki is mad at people because you know she doesn't have a Grammy, and I think Meg has three. 
Yeah, and that's why she's like, you got three Grammys and you can't rap on beat and you rapping like Bum B and, and Pimp C. Wait, that was funny. But you want to be Bum B or you want to be Pimp C, Bum B, Pimp C. So I, thought, I thought Meg was in trouble when I first heard the snippet. And when she was saying the Bum B shit, I'm thinking like, oh, shit. Nikki about to really old school her out. And then mm. she drops the diss and everyone hated it. And I was like, whoa, Meg got lucky. Mm. I'm happy for Meg because Nikki is only mad at her for doing WAP. That's crazy to me. She ain't do nothing to her. So. <laughs> I don't know. Also, there's people wondering if Nikki is still going to go on tour. There might be uh, issues with the sales not doing as many uh, numbers as they thought it would. So... Watch out for that. If Nicki Minaj doesn't go on tour, also that doesn't look funny. Where are your barbs at? Damn, she has. She, I feel like she has to go on tour because of the barbs. <laughs> well, even if it's not looking good, I feel like that's just a rumor. They, I feel like they show out because yeah, it's a rumor. But who? Oh, you think Rock Nation put that out to make it look cloudy? <laughs> Maybe I just yeah. can't see her not being able to tour. Hey man, she did it. She had to turn down a tour. She had to cancel a tour a few years ago. It was like her and Future, and I don't think it was doing the numbers she wanted. I remember that. Mm. And I was happy, like, all right, Future, get away from her. <laughs> but he can't. Oh, yeah, she also mentioned Future in her diss song about how Future made Megan pay 250000 for a verse on that pressure licious joint from Megan. Because, you know, Future pretends like he's broke. Yeah, well, you, you know, you have to do that when you have a thousand <laughs> kids. So, I mean, hey. Country Wayne don't do that. Huh? Country Wayne's not doing that. Because he doesn't have a thousand kids. He only has like four. And he has ten. Huh? He has ten. Really? What? He said he told Shannon that he pays at least 200 something thousand dollars a month on child support. <laughs> Little Wayne has ten kids? I didn't know. No, country, country Wayne. Huh? Country Wayne. He's oh, I'm not talking about, hey, man. I said Little Wayne. I said country one. Oh, I don't know who that is, man. I'm sorry. The Facebook comedian that got popular. Okay. Well, I was talking about Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has four kids, so he can relax. He's classy. Future, Future has like eight. He got too many kids, so, you know, good yeah. luck. So, yeah, she paid Future's mom because Future's yeah. broke. And Nicki Minaj mentioned that she never did cocaine, but if she did, she'd do it proudly. Yeah, whatever. Hey, man, she was she hey, was at her top, man. You think she's on coke because of the tweet? So why do you think that hurt her feelings so much? I don't want to stay on this too long, but... Hey, man, now we have, hey, man, we were pumping up this women's cold war. Now the war is full ahead. Let's talk about it. A real shots been fired? Yeah, man, real, yeah, real victims. There was That's almost a victim... It was friendly fire and missed. Has Cardi ever directly shot at Nikki before? Mm, kinda, yeah, on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they they Twitter fingered each other. And on a lotto song. I'm talking about on songs. Yeah, they'd be throwing shots at it, but they never say lines. They never say each other's names. That's why, like, even uh this the first time we have heard Nikki say Megan's name was Basically on Twitter, because she didn't say Megan's name on the song. Or never mind, she talked about Megan's Law and something you can, for a free beat, you can beat Megan Raw. But she said that also on Twitter. So it's like, yeah, she messed up her diss by tweeting. even tweeted the whole lyrics and penned it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what is that for? She thinks young people can't hear bars? Uh, I don't know, man. Dang, she really said they're just mad at Megan's Law. 
and that and that made her sick and then she called then she called the rape allegations against her husband 30 year old t i was like whoa can you call rape 30 year old t i guess i don't know nikki you're married to a convicted rapist and what was her brother in trouble for pedophilia yeah Hey, I, don't, I didn't want you to and say you that word. Huh? And she dated Safari. What's wrong with that? Hey, man. I mean, I fuck with Safari, honestly. Oh. But, you know, he's easy to laugh at. Hey, man. And Meek Mill, Meek Mill's a comedian as well. Yeah. And then she also dated Nas, and he has domestic violence allegations on him. I mean, hey. Leave Nas alone. What? I'm just, I, I got to be objective. I'm a Nas fan, but I have to say that the two women that he has children with have ab accused him of abusing them physically, emotionally, all that. So, hey. Dang. They're just mad at Megan's law. That really set that woman off. <laughs> Megan's law. That's crazy. And then she, she talked about being how someone is thirsty. You thirsty to diss me or whatever. But as soon as that song came out, she was on IG Live like a 30 minutes later. Sick. She's been dissing uh, Meg on Twitter and shit a lot. I think she calls her like horse face or something. Yeah, well, yeah, she said I don't mess with horses since Christopher Reeves on Red Ruby the Sleaze. Yeah. And let that breathe. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Dang, so Meg won. Yeah, I think so. Megan doesn't have to put out another song. And Nicki Minaj, hey, we're not going to see. I don't think we're going to hear none of that other four diss songs she recorded. It's over. Turn it Meg gets like, like I think she gets people um, like love from women like Michelle Obama and stuff. Nikki never will get that. True, and uh, Megan The Stallion now they're saying his is challenging to be the number one song in America. So, Rock Nation press that button and say, "Hey, run it up." <laughs> I'm about to start playing it. Whoa! Play it. Look at me He's trying to help it. his soul sister win. I'm gonna put it on repeat and have the volume low when I go to sleep tonight. Oh, that's what's up, man. Well, well I can do it from my computer and just put it on mute. That's true. Hey. I'm do, be my own Meg Factory. What is her little crew called? Uh, the Hot Girls. Oh, uh, are you a hot boy? Yeah, that's what I have to be. I, I'm a hot boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a hot boy. I've been a hot boy. Oh, look at how you. Well, we just realized what that is. I've been, said, a yeah, I'm a hot boy. I've been a hot boy. Whoa, it's third grade. You better ask BG for help. Turks, I'm trying to tell BG. You ain't the you more not more important than Wayne and Juvie. Turk, you're not more important than BG. Get yeah. sit down. You the one number three. You're right. You're right, Turk. He's number three in the pecking order. You number four. Yeah, you're the lowest hot boy. You don't have a hit. And even even you're not number four on Cash Money because be because Birdman and Manny Fresh over you. You the you the last nigga that people care about in the classic Cash Money era. I'm sorry, you're not terrible because I like a lot of your verses on the Hot Boys albums. Me too. Actually, and uh, yeah, and I like your verses on the big timer stuff, but you know, when your album came out, yeah, maybe it took a while for you to drop, but you know, everybody else went platinum when they dropped, you went gold, and that wasn't good enough for cash money. Sorry, yep, Twitter's saying that Meg won. Whoa, that <laughs> Dang, how, did, how did you confirm it? When... Um, I just typed Meg won. Whoa, that's what she you need to see. Meg knows she won. Nikki taking it too far. Mm. Dang. We never saw his coming, and that's why Meg won. Yeah. Do you agree with uh, Eventbrite that said Baltimore is the most romantic city in America? No. 
Y'all out there fucking minds. <laughs> I can't even think of what would be the most romantic city. Whoa. I mean, I'm asking you because yeah, we're from Virginia. You know, Virginia's for lovers. I mean. We have some really, some really romantic spots in VA. Yeah, we do. And in the D.C. area and in Maryland, you know. But you're not feeling Baltimore's lover, lover's paradise? Fuck no. Nah. Delaware is more romantic than them. Oh, man. Like, you hate Delaware, eh? What's I wrong was just Baltimore? driving through that joint two days ago, too. Baltimore's your second city. Hey, man, Delaware has nice beaches. Beautiful beaches. Yeah, Baltimore. I mean, I mean, Delaware is cool, but I'm asking you about Baltimore, your second city. What's I'm asking you about Baltimore. I mean, if you know what to do in uh, Baltimore, you know, you go take a lady to the aquarium. You can go have some real fun. That's a state-of-the-art, world-renowned aquarium. Then you can go to Little Italy, go to this spot called Amici's. It's a dope um spot in Baltimore's Little Italy. It's like a real nice Italian restaurant. And then you can possibly go walk around the harbor maybe, but... That's about it. Like, I mean, you got to see a lot of abandoned buildings and trap shit going on. Baltimore do got the food game on lock, though, out here. They got some fire spots like Poppy Cuisine. I had some honey jerk lamb chops at that joint. Shit was fire. Baltimore got a lot of dope, black, good food-ass restaurants. They got better food than D.C. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That That, that is true. They are a sleeper for good grubbing. And they have a cookie store if you're into that. And like the crab cakes and shit like that. Of like, course. You know, like they got Baltimore got food. And what? The carryouts? Remember after the feature concert? Pop your collar. Well, yeah, it was after the feature concert. We was in West Side Baltimore. We went to this carryout spot late. I got like some, um, it was like a Greek or like a halal type joint. Yeah, they be having you. those on Dizzy. It was so good, dog. Like it was like really good for carryout. They shit on. DC carryout. DC mm -hmm. carryout is straight Draca. But I was just in Southeast on Monday and dropping my homie off. And I found out that DC and Southeast has a shark's chicken and fish. And that's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Legendary. I used to go there a lot, over there a lot when I was in the Tacoma area in Washington. I had to hit my man's up. I was like, yo, did you know y'all have the sharks out here? He's like, what's that? I'm like, bro. Oh. Like, bro, go there, dog. Get the lemon pepper on the chicken too in the mm -hmm. I was like, go there, bro. Thank me later. I was like, I didn't even know. I was like, next time I come out here, <laughs> I'm gonna have to tap in. I might even pregame at his crib this weekend. I'm getting some sharks. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's focused. I eat that shit like every day when I'm in Chicago. Word, that's what's up. Oh, but, man. Megan's Law. I'm so proud. Oh, Megan's Law. Why you say it like that, bitch? <laughs> Megan is back. I'm happy. You know I like Megan the style. Yeah, but hey, you used to be a big Nicki Minaj fan. That was your favorite rapper for one year, man. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, but I'll, I've always given you credit for always respecting women's artistry and not being sexist when it came to music. So why can't you say that you were a Nicki Minaj fan and that she was your favorite rapper for 2013-14? It's okay. She wasn't. Uh, whatever, man. Steve Keith probably was. Huh? Chief Keith probably was. I felt like by that time, by that time where, well, okay, the time I'm specifically talking about is 2014 after you graduated. So that's what I'm thinking about when she put out looking. She became my favorite rapper because of No Sleep that December. No Sleep, huh? Because of No Sleep that December. Oh, look how he's trying to delete Nikki. <laughs> it's true. It's really true, though. Nah, man. Remember, I even told uh, Brianna back in the days. 
Um, it was like one of the last times I seen him. And I was like, yo, we was riding and we was listening to No Sleep. I was like, yo, this he's actually like becoming my, my favorite rapper right now. Oh man, this after No Sleep, one... that mixtape made me a solidified future fan because um... I like name whole weight and power of that P shit like Whatever that. Whatever happened to uh what happened to Absol? I know that was one of your favorites in that era too. I mean that album. Oh, look at him! See now you try to act like you wasn't an absolute boy. No, that album is still one of my favorite albums of all time. Like I love that album, and I like some of the Lucy's that he had around that time. But he's just not good if he's not talking about conspiracy, esoteric stuff. Do without Wilt was just weird. I like um, threatening nature though. That song is fun. I like when he raps about that kind of stuff. But his last album, it, his Tiny Desk was dope though. He's like a, he's like a. Does anyone have a bad tiny desk? I mean, like it's. I feel like it's designed for everyone to do good at that. But it made his last album that I hated sound better. It almost tricked you into thinking it was good. Yeah, and he's like a Wale. Like he's like a spoken word slash battle rap type rapper. He's good at like the tiny desk type of formats, and like he cannot pick beats. And like, like control system that was perfect but outside of that his production choices are straight dookie and he went off on his LA Leakers freestyle so I'm so still one of my favorite artists to like listen to at times when he does things he's good at because he can spit like I love his his uh like so his, he his can art. he can perform his old music live and he can freestyle but he can't make good albums in 2024 that's what you're telling me yeah, basically, he's not like a song maker. He's a good rapper that I like. I like his rap skills a lot. He's fire. All right, all right. Uh, just to go a little deeper into the women's cold war that is maybe finally becoming a real war. Art. Do you believe, yeah, Ice Spice diss Lotto on you think you the shit fart? You think? She on the flotella get up. Was that for is that for Lotto? <laughs> what I heard that, what I is their beef that. about? What is is that just Nikki and Cardi's uh capos going at it? Dog, I listened to that shit as soon as I got my Uber when I got to uh Manhattan. As soon as I got in the Uber, I was like, let me hear this fart shit. I didn't hear one line. That's how bad that like that the song was. It wasn't even like I tried to tell you the song was huffing. You was like, nah, man, it's all right. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I just knew that it was that line was true. Like doing stuff like that. Whenever I say something, you like to be the opposite. And then you come back and say, nah, you're right. That shit was up. No, because that's your girl. That's your girl. That's the one I I remember I told you she was out of there already. Yeah, but I believed in her because I thought she would get better at rapping, but she keeps getting those Rio beats and doing the same thing over and over again. That's that is still my homegirl, but yeah, she she ain't really stepping her game up. Doing the twerk and the wipe all the time. <laughs> she twerks and then she wipes herself with her hand. Mm -hmm. Like how you gonna make a song called fart bending over and shit in the camera? Like nobody wanna like get up out of here, dog. Like, <laughs> like fart. Do you like the beat? Well, I don't remember nothing. I tried. I think I played it twice, and it's just not gonna do nothing for me. You think you the shit? You're not even a fart. But yeah, she's trying to like 
be Team Nikki, which is kind of stupid because all the Team Nikki people kind of suck. That's why I'm happy Glorilla chose Cardi. I'm happy Lotto chose Cardi. They're all cool. Sexy Red, she's out of here to me. Even though that I'm looking for the whole that shit still cranks though. But yeah, Team Nikki, like Akbar, V, and all them. Like, hey like, man, don't say that lady's name. She is uh, a non factor. Those are like, that's my point. They're like loving hip hop girls. Oh man. And Fendi, the rapper, um, chose Cardi. Well, I mean, she's not in the war. She ain't, she, we never gonna see that young lady again, I don't think. She got the joint where Glorilla, I mean, live when I play that shit, girls like both of her songs. Her songs are dope, but I don't think she's going to get the label push to go to the next level. That's what I'm talking about. Not that she's not talented. I don't know what label she's on, but I don't know if she's going to get the button press. Well, she already got the button press because she got Cardi B and Glorilla for her first two singles. Well, the she's better than point, Scarlett. And, uh, the point me to that joint was hot and then Cardi jumped on it. What label? Let's see. What label is... Fendi signed to because she's better than Lola Brooke and Scarlett to me. Whoa, dang the New Yorkers, right? You wanted to mention them, yeah. They just, I never, my brother tried to like mention Scarlett to me, and I was like, no disrespect, but it's this never working for me. Get the fuck out of New York, like, no. Nah. <laughs> <That's, that's> not... <laughs> then I think she got mad at a guy for not, I guess, pleasing her sexually, and then. Everyone like we're reading it in her New York voice and we're laughing. So like, I don't know. I know she's on a major label and they trying to make that work. They trying to act like she's the female DMX. Um, it says Fendi, the rapper, the self-released was the original and then Giant Music was the remix. Giant Music? What? Hey, <laughs> what? I think she's just getting organic love from uh, Glorilla and Cardi because I'm joints. Because she reminds me of a female... King Vaughn, because of her accent and her voice, sounds like King Vaughn to me. Mm, but so, so you're telling me she's independent? That's what it sounds. Well, that's, well, when I go to point me to the Sluts Wikipedia page, she don't even got a Wikipedia page with the of song. Of course not. People don't really care about that anymore, man. But um, yeah, it says label self released original, and then it says Giant Music remix, and Cardi's on the remix. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm trying to see who owns Giant Music. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, you see how I... You see, this is why I ask you who's funding these things. Like, when I had to figure Sexy out... Red people? Huh? No, no. Giant Records was launched in 1990 as a joint venture between Warner Brothers and record executive Irving Azov. You know what he is. I mean... Who's that? I've heard about Irving Azov for a long time. He's one of those... He's the former CEO of Ticketmaster. You know what that is, right, boy? He controls, he presses buttons. Mm, that's how she got those. Uh... That's what I'm saying. You don't get none of this stuff if you're not signed to someone that has all the people. Yeah, like, like the sexy <laughs> That's red. why I had to figure out Ice Spice. I was like, I, I mean, not Ice Spice. That's why I was like, uh, Sexy Red, who's funding this? And then I was like, oh, Larry Jackson, Apple, Apple Music. I got it. I need to learn these things. That's what the music industry is about. We know it. It's not like the NFL, the NBA, where, oh, if you're on one of the 30, 32 teams, then, hey, everybody has a quote-unquote equal shot because they have the same salary cap to work with to, you know, 
build a roster. But in music, uh-uh, nigga. <laughs> you can be the nicest artist in the world. If you ain't on one of these button pressers labels, you're not going to be where you want to be. So basically, it sounds like giant music is like Warner Brothers Ghost Kitchen. Yeah, exactly. It's like their independent section where they, if we want to get it popping and act like they underground, but we really pressing that button, then yeah, we just put them on giant. And I like how she's kind of taking the Jersey Club shit, but she's not taking it because Chicago does that juke shit. Yeah, too. that's their style, yo. So she's like mixing the New York drill and the Jersey Club, but Chicago has drill and they have house. So to me, her style of beat choices for both songs is like Chicago house, Chicago drill put together. True. Hey, man. Well, do you think a lot of us will respond to fart? I think so. And I think she's going to smoke her ass, too. A lot of us seem like she's always with the shits. Yeah, and supposedly she had some lines on that song she did with Anicia about Ice Spice. I don't know. And Nikki, maybe. I don't know. But uh, Ice Spice said her album is coming out soon and it'll be called Y2K be because, uh, you know, she was born in the year 2000. Do you think Y2K is a cool album title? That's cool. But does she have any fucking interviews? Uh yeah. She got a breakfast club or anything? I mean, I don't think anybody cares about those old people anymore. Yeah, they have one Meg the Stallion talked to them for like two minutes. Oh. <laughs> uh huh. On the phone at that. Yeah. Why would I pull up to talk to y'all? Y'all are good. Shout That's out. crazy. That's hilarious. She just got a job over there. Good job. That's crazy. Charlemagne stayed on that ship too long. Hey, man, I don't think he stayed on too long. What was he supposed to do? Go to he another tried, radio station? He tried to do other stuff, but he couldn't. He still like... does do other stuff. He has a podcast with Andrew Schultz. He yeah. still has a podcast network with iHeart. He, he should have been able to. He had like... a TV show, but it didn't work out because I guess people brought up that he was a rapist again and then H <laughs> deleted it. So, or whatever. Able... Whatever should... allegations are against him, I'm sorry. He should have been able to ha have his own one man. Breakfast Club type of thing going. On. He that's not what he is though. He's not. He's not a true number one in terms of doing something by himself. Even when he had a TV show before, he always had like an ensemble cast of comedians around him. I don't think he's a true number one, and that's not to knock him. He should have had a club Shay Shay. But that's the thing. He can't have a club Shay Shay because, like I mentioned, the reason why people like Shannon Sharp are is important is because. Hall of people fame. respect him. People don't respect Charlemagne in the same way. People talk to Charlemagne because he's on iHeart, because he's on the executives that, oh, all right, to get through here, we have to. He's the black person we have to talk to. They don't. They don't. He could have done that. He could have done that. Nah, look at when Charlemagne did his stuff, his interviews. But he did have an interview show by himself on YouTube. Look who he talked to Kanye because Kanye oh, yeah. likes controversial people. He did. Then he talked to like Gucci, and yeah, no one cared about it. He tried it already. He Niggas did. don't fuck right. with Charlemagne. He's he not that weird. guy. Walking around in like Kanye's garden and shit. Yeah, he's not that guy, man. He put in work. He went from being Wendy Williams' sidekick to being the B Mike on the Breakfast Club and the most famous person. He maximized himself. But like I said, for him to go to that next level, it was to do that HBO show, but. He never got a chance because people remembered that he was a nasty boy, allegedly. But that ain't the move. Like, 
the club Shay Shay shit is supposed to be Charlemagne. I can imagine him interviewing all those people, but I like you're right. I don't think Steve Harvey people don't like, like him. Yeah, I don't think they would like him enough. He's a to goofy go. to them. They look at him as he's a gossip nigga. He's on the morning talking about. He wakes up in the morning to talk about people on the radio. The other day, that's what I'm saying. He's in, people don't respect that. But even Joe Budden was able to have his little interviews. But that, but even that, that joint they didn't pop off like he don't. That's what I'm saying. No rapper has a club Shay Shay because people don't respect Joe Budden the same way either. <laughs> it's about respect, man. It's about the clout. Like that's why drink champs is drink champs. People respect and like Noriega. Yeah, I wonder People why. People love Nori. <laughs> I like Nori, but I'm just that's I just, like Nori too. Even but, though he he has really bad interview skills. Yeah, he's annoying as hell. <laughs> but he does get I mean how you could say people respect he does have some good ones, but mainly the mainly older people that are gonna always pull up to something like that. Because nobody else is giving them their flowers. Yeah, but hey, like you you said he had Birdman, Wayne, Master P, Kanye, Big Sean. ASAP, like he's had a lot of yeah, Nas, Puffy, Jay Prince, everybody's. If you're one of the kings of rap, you've been there, except for Jay Z, because he's too cool to do stuff like that. But you know, I don't even know if Snoop's been there. I thought he had probably that's crazy. People do respect even GGN. I know it ain't no hit show, but nah, because people love Snoop Dogg. Hell yeah, I used to love that show. Me too. Yeah, so that's what it is. Like People have to respect you to want to do your show and want to be with you. Like a big reason why the Arsenio Hall show was a big deal is because he was the only bl black late night host. And because he was that, he was putting on the rappers and the young, cool people and the provocative people. Like he would have Louis Farrakhan on. <laughs> he would do a lot of hot stuff like, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg's been on Drink Champs twice. <laughs> yeah, he's been. Yeah, he was on it three years ago and last year. Hello, J. Yeah, because people love Noriega. I, shout out Warren G. He was there and got people mad. Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Yeah. Do you think they like Nori because they because like you said he played the game? Yeah, he's people like him because yes, he was an artist. They respect the music he made as a soloist and in CNN, and I think they like him as a person. He does seem like a really cool person. Yeah, he seemed like he's like a Jim Jones. He was everybody's friend, and he was Mister Outside. He was everywhere. So he was, Rockefeller, he was cool with Terror Squad. He was cool with the Rough Riders. Yeah, he was cool with Down South niggas. Yeah, he didn't hate on the Down South rappers. He was one of those. He was like he was like a Dipset nigga that like yeah he's so wild his his style is kind of southern in a way <laughs> yeah he was, he was working with juvenile. cash money early he yeah. yeah he was doing all that stuff working with pharrell early even pharrell besides uh super thug the nothing track yeah, yeah what, 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 what we had nothing yeah doesn't um, that's a hit that's a hit, hit hit it is that's a hit 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 white people love that song mm -hmm. and he comes on rapping real funny to the man. Yeah, real choppy. Choppy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know how he did it, but I, and he's in paid in full, like. Yeah, because he was, yeah, you know. And he made reggaeton cool for a second. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because <laughs> he was outside in Miami. He and really like, was. hey man, I'm half I speak Spanish. I come from a Spanish speaking heritage. I need to tap mm -hmm. into this. 
he was really, the first he, he could he could have signed burn a bad bunny and had all of that market <laughs> he really was a reggaeton artist too yeah. he he has one of them like most interesting man in the world lives type of thing like if he you does. see Lupe on twitter huh? people keep calling have you seen lupe on twitter Oh yeah, about hey man, have you done? Have you been to Harvard? Have, yeah, have you checked their ass to your music and all that? What about yeah. any military? Uh, yeah, have military uh, service. Yeah. <laughs> what about? Can you do a backflip? <laughs> like, get show it you in a chain in a car, and then he had a Lambo in the chair. Like, okay. Hey man, do you have fun? Do you go to the club? And then they had a picture of him in the club. Focus. See, but you ain't got no girls shaking ass to your songs. Though. Jocelyn, the kick push, everything he. They ask him, he, of course, it's probably not everything he's picking them, but yeah, 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 pictures man. and everything to say it's funny as shit. Nah, that joint was tight. They was like, Yeah, I see your MIT joint. What, what about Harvard? And he had the Harvard ID ready. <laughs> I didn't even know I followed Lupe. Like, I've been following Lupe. Like, that's how I've seen the Kid Cuddy beef happening. Oh, lives. true, true. But when I, when I, then I kept seeing him tweet shit when people kept trying to call him out on stuff, and that shit was funny, dog. That shit was funny. Yeah. He said, well, sword work, your sword skills. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was doing numbers with that. Yeah, Lupe, don't Legend, buy man. He's a legend. And hey, like I said about the suburbs, look at Lupe. He grew up in the inner city, but he didn't make the streets his life. He was interested in other things, but he still is of that element. That's what he was showing you. Like, yeah, just because I like Japanese culture and I might be a nerd. To many people's eyes, I'm still of this, uh, I'm still of the streets, but also I also like learning. That's why I went to MIT, Harvard. I like to expand my mind. So I like that Lupe showed, hey, you can be a well-rounded person no matter where you're from. Don't let your background dictate your mindset and your mentality. That's a good lesson for people. Cause so, Lupe, I, I love Lupe. He's one of my favorite artists as a kid growing up. So I like Lupe a lot. I always salute him, and he's one of the victims of the music industry. Not signed to 360, limited his growth as an artist. Cause yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to play the games Leo Cohen wanted him to, and they made sure he wasn't gonna be as big as he could have been. So a shout out to Lupe for staying true to our, his artistic integrity and all that. Somebody else who stays true to their artistic integrity. Yasin Bey explained his thoughts on Drake. Yeah, he expanded his thoughts. Did you listen to it? No, I got the the no, foot, the clip notes. Yeah, you don't listen to that. Well, I'll give you. I know you normally don't listen to or hear, the but you were out of town this weekend. Yeah, so. that's why I would have heard it if it wasn't. Nah, bad. yeah, you wouldn't have heard it. It's I would I would have listened to it because I want to see like how he saying all that stuff, and then how you gonna come back. And I, I never said he was. He didn't child. backtrack anything. He st he doubled down his thoughts. He said, "Yeah, Drake, you're a talented MC, but still, nigga, when you're the biggest artist in the world, he wasn't singling out Drake. He said all everybody, your music has to have a message. It has to mean something, because the world is fucked up. We're going through a lot of crazy shit in the world, and the people with the biggest voices are the musicians, and no one's saying nothing because everyone wants to party." and spend money and disrespect women. But hey, there's a message that needs to be said for the disenfranchised. That's what he felt like hip hop was. That's what the message was. That's what 
white girl was. That's what uh, even too short girl. That's your life or oh yeah, white girl uncut white girl. No, not that one. Uh, see, oh. see. <laughs> I do that. That's what that's what he's talking about. Nas used to make songs to talk about people. Uh, the struggles going on in society and the clash Americans, Black Americans have with America, the country. We already know Tupac. Biggie but, didn't. Nah, he didn't, exactly. Because he, he's a New York <laughs> capitalist. Dang, is that why he's kind of like... Yeah, people don't... I mean, he only has two albums, but yeah, it's just like, hey, man, your music is cool, but it's going to fade away because it doesn't have the same meaning. Like, they about to put out a, a documentary... Oh, sorry. Ten years ago, that ten plus years ago, or in the last decade, they put out a documentary on Bob Marley. Now they're about to put out a biopic of Bob Marley. You know why? Because his music had meaning, and they—he's a real revolutionary. Yeah, he's a real artist that people, the government was afraid of. Him. That's why they try to kill him, and they also try to kill his former band member Peter Tosh. Uh, if you hear about, if you ever, you know why they won't make a movie about Fela Kuti? Because he was too gangster. They don't want you to learn about that. But the yeah, artist that gangster? That, he yeah. wasn't making good music? Huh? Fela, Fela wasn't just making good music? He had messages? Yeah, man. That's why the government was afraid of that boy. That brother was an exile. He had to live in Ghana for a few years. The government would beat him up, assault him. They beat up his mom because she was also protesting against the government. Hey, man, if you ever want to learn about Fela Kuti, check out Music is the Weapon, his documentary. But listen to what music is a weapon. That's what he was talking about. Music is a powerful outlet to let people around the world know what's going on in your environment. And if all you're talking about is being the best and having sex with women and buying cars, then, hey, more power to you. But... Like he said, in the grand scheme of things, that shit not going to be nothing for your fans. Besides putting born, in born in the USA, did any white guys ever have any music like this? Oh, yeah. That's what country music is. Blues music. It talks about the struggles of the lower class. That's what, uh, remember, we talked about that dude from Richmond, where he made that song that went viral about the struggles mm -hmm. going on with people. That's what that type of art form is supposed to be. So yeah, there any, are like, people that talk about it. But any like uh big time figures like the Beatles, Elton John. Well, they're British, so I don't know what they were the doing. The police and them. Yeah, they're British. I don't know what they're doing. King's British there. too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over there. I know the Beatles, any other I know the Beatles had a song called Tax Man talking about how the government be overtaxing people. <laughs> Then that was the intro to Revolver, that what I think is their best album of all. What about time. David Bowie? Did he do any of that? I don't know, man. I think he was too busy trying to be an androgynous alien superstar musician. But he probably his last album, I think, is called like uh, you know, he probably waited like Michael Jackson until he was old to be revolutionary. But I think he kind of did at the end because I remember hearing that David <laughs> Bowie was inspired by To Pimp a Butterfly. So his last album is called Black Star. <laughs> wow. What the hell? I thought you meant To Pimp a Butterfly was inspired by him. Nah. David Bowie was bumping that to Pimpo. He was bumping that Kendra. Oh, man, this shit's hard. I, I need to do something. His wife is African. Yeah, mine. One of the most finest women I've ever seen, you know. And shout out to D'Angelo. Look at him. He was gone for a long time, and he came out with Black Messiah. 
during, you know, police brutality and all that. And he talked about the issues going on, what he felt, what he saw in society. So, hey, there's certain musicians that have Curtis Mayfield. That's one of a re one of the reasons why he's my favorite musicians of all times, because he would talk about what's going on in society. What about Stevie Wonder? Of course he did. Oh, what? Stevie Wonder did Marvin Gaye. Yeah, man. Even The Temptations, Ball of Confusion, talking about what's going on in society. That's what you're supposed to do if you're a true artist. Your, your music is supposed to reflect what's going on in that point in time in the world. The war, niggas. The war. Music is supposed to be, a. I look at it like, hey, hopefully I want to have kids. I'm sure you want to have kids one day. I like to be able to educate my kids on how I grew up in the time I grew up in and play them the music to reflect that time. But my favorite, like I mentioned, my favorite artist is Future. He don't really talk about nothing. He might have a line here or there, but he, he don't talk, talk about a goddamn Yeah, exactly. He don't talk about nothing. But also, I love Nas, who does talk about stuff. And then I love Kanye, who used to talk about stuff until he became so self-absorbed and he didn't give a damn about anything except himself. So, yeah, I could play them certain stuff from my favorite artists, but from Future, I can't play them nothing to talk about what happened in the world, but I can tell them, like, I can play them songs and talk about, oh, this might be a song you can listen to to hear about the internal conflicts people might have, but to talk about the scope of what the world was at that time, then you ain't gonna get that. Hey, Beethoven and them niggas. But yeah, I'll play them Kendrick to let them know what's going on. Yeah, I could at least, that's why Kendrick matters. That's why he's so important. Because he's the only mainstream rapper. Because even J. Cole, he don't really say nothing. He was at a Ferguson protest. And then he made that song Be Free. But that was just a Lucy. He didn't put that on the album. But yeah, Kendrick's the only one that bigger tackles. Bigger than black and white. Huh? It's bigger than black and white. <laughs> yeah. So Kendrick is the only superstar rapper in the last 15 years. Almost 20 years to say something. <laughs> Not a little baby. Oh, uh, yeah, that one song. Yeah, that is true. I could play that song for someone to say, hey, after George Floyd died, this nigga made this, and people thought he was the new Lil Wayne. They lied. Yeah, Lil Wayne ain't never did no shit like that. Oh, yeah, remember he had Georgia Bush? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He about Hurricane Katrina and what happened to his people in New Orleans. Dang, so Drake doesn't even have one? Nope. Yeah, this nigga's not top 10 no more. Does Jay-Z have one? No. <laughs> what about his 5% rats with J uh, J Electronica? Does that help? I never even heard that shit. I heard that shit and didn't even hear that shit. Whoa, it, did it register with you? Oh, yeah, he has OJ song. Yeah, but that's about a person. That's what I'm saying. But it's about a black person. Yeah, it's about a black person that, yeah, didn't love his blackness. But they, Jason Whitlock will say, don't worry about your blackness too much. <laughs> And he said, nah, he does have, and then he has no one wins when the family feuds. Hey, black people stick together and sign the Rock Nation so I can make money off y'all. I yeah. used to want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. Yes, exactly. He lets you know why he's a sellout and why he don't talk about nothing because he's a he's a capitalist. He's a New York capitalist. They don't care about the community. He, but he took he took cryptocurrency to Marcy Projects like they were supposed to do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jadakiss has Why. Yeah, and that's his biggest solo song. That's tight. See, he also showed he could you can make something 
conscious with meaning and it can be a, a big hit. Yeah, but fabulous and two chains and um none of them have nothing. So yeah, what the hell? Why'd you mention those boys? That was some random that was something you picked up out of a nasty drawer. <laughs> two chains and fabulous. What the hell? Yep, they don't got that. Migos don't either. Yeah, they don't. You know, brothers from the south, they don't really be looking at stuff like that. But like Gucci might have one sometimes. Uh, no, what? <laughs> You know, Gucci do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but but that's another thing too. That's another thing too. You see, I don't got one. What about live your life? Oh, I'm a I'm a popular the bothery the duty the bothery. Actually, I forgot to be it's Socrates, Socrates. Yeah. What, what about gonna... dead and gone? Dead and gone. Were you gonna say that's another thing though? You, I was saying you? it's another thing too. A lot of people try to make these songs or they finally try to get conscious when they're burnt and they're not as popular. I think it's more important to do messages and make songs like this at peak popularity where people are looking and seeing you. It doesn't hit like, yeah, shout out to Michael Jackson for making They Don't Care About Us. But don't you think that would have hit harder if he made that in the 80s instead of that We Are The World disco shit? So, hey. At least he did We Are The World, though. Yeah, no one cares about that song, man. Yeah, I guess, but man, that's... the cliche one. Yeah, but it, it's tough, man. I'd rather have, and I I respect rappers that used to do that back in the day, like self destruction, and we're all in the same gang. Shout out to the rappers that made better songs than We Are the World. Yeah, Easy East said, "Uh, they said my little baby, my little baby ain't hurt nobody, but yeah, baby got smoked at so and so's party. Yeah, quick." He was still gangster on it. Of course, because it's real. He's letting you know, yeah, we all in the same gang, and he's letting you know, yeah. A lot of parents deny how bad and evil their children are because they're not involved in their children's lives. Sometimes it's not intentional because the parents have to work too hard that they don't have time to really be involved in their children's life. So, but it, like, that's the thing of that's the art of music. You can say s simple things like that, but if you have the grasp of the environment he's talking about, you can understand what he's saying. Because you know me, I didn't grow up in the ghetto, but I've hung out with people from there, and I've talked to people from there, and that is one thing that they say. And I've watched the news, you know, that's a joke on the news that, oh man, the niggas, all the biggest goons be on... When they die or go to jail, their mom be like, man, my baby didn't hurt nobody. He was a good boy. They don't know nothing. And he said, you're dead now, just a zero in the song. Like, he was really, like, reality rap. Like, now you're out of here for trying to be a thug. And then um, I think it was Tone Loke or um, uh, I just forgot which one. He said, uh, oh, no, it was Shock G. He said, killing so many brothers, uh, I don't understand. Are you a part of the clan? Shock really? G, because you know he was Shock G and Humpty on the song. Mm -hmm. He said, "Killing so many brothers, killing so many brothers. Like, are y'all part of the clan? Like, the fuck is wrong with y'all?" Hey man, what is the joint? Only God can judge me now, and all eyes on me. When Tupac said, "I'm gonna butcher the lines," because I don't remember lyrics, but Tupac said, "They telling me it's the white man I should fear, but in my neighborhood, it's so blacks, only blacks doing it's my own kind doing all the killing." Here. Yeah, so like, yeah, people know the truth, but. Even on Outcast, Crumbling Herb, 
Niggas killing niggas, they don't understand. What's the master plan? Yeah, hey, people know what's going on. And people have made lines and references about it, but maybe they didn't go as deep as Tupac and other rappers had in Kendrick. So, so can we put Jay-Z in there for his renegade verse? Nah, because isn't he just talking about himself, really? There's a lot of artists that have self-reflection. He said Lil Mama's knocked down... Uh... Little mama's not watched over, knocked down from some clown because she's not watched over in the hood where they got botched robberies and niggas clutching their stomach, crotched over and shit like that. He say he talks to the ghetto when niggas got to duck strays. I helped them see their way through it, not you. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Talking about the media saying how you relate music that thug, how you rate music that thugs with nothing relate to it. I helped them see their way through it, not you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that also goes into that. Yeah, the streets were not reading those magazines. <laughs> Marcy projects were not they reading. Weren't reading those magazines. Yeah, that's what. Like I was asking Jamal. I was asking. Shout out Ephraim of Champagne Soccer. I was asking people that are older. I was asking Jamal about his brother Reggie. Shout out to him. But yeah, I was just asking older people about, hey, man, were magazines a thing for you growing up? Were you into it? Because I'm just trying to figure out how many people were actually growing up reading the Source, Vibe, Double XL, all the music magazines that existed in the 90s and 2000s because uh, music journalism is fading away online in certain aspects. A lot of magazines and websites are being closed and not moving no units like pitchfork is being folded into gq you know rolling stone had the controversy recently when one of the found the founder was you know he talked about how he didn't feel like masters and music were like black people and women and he just thought it was white dudes so <laughs> i wanted to know who who was really fooling with music magazines growing up and was it a big deal because it's going away but i i'm starting to realize that i think it was a big deal because you know that was of course that's the og internet if you wanted to learn or be hip you had to get with magazines but once the internet came and journalism became you know started to fade away because everybody has their own opinion because as you know jamal a journalist is just a person that you would hope has the background, the education to give informed opinions and give you facts to help the readers, you know, learn about things. But as we advance and social media and the internet has helped people learn on their own, I don't need to know, I don't need to hear what uh, like Elliot Wilson thinks about this album. I can just listen to it myself and give my own opinion. So I don't need the source of double XL to tell me what's dope. And a lot of times they got that New York bias. They're not even hip to what I like or what my region likes. So that's why I think music journalism is fading away. Like, Hey, we don't need your opinions, bro. You, you can get, we all get the music the same time now too, because of streaming. Yeah. So a leaks. Yeah. So a, a magazine would come out once a month. They have the advanced copy and they can do their ratings. Now, like, have you ever, did you ever go to Pitchfork to look at the rating of an album? No, never in my life. Exactly. So, and you love music, so, but you didn't need it. Mm -hmm. Did you ever care to watch a Fantano uh, 
video of him reviewing an album? Yeah, I have before. And what what interested you into seeing his content? Because he was a white, geeky ass, dorky looking white guy talking about rap. And what what album did you see him review? Has it has been at least like ten years since I've done it. But do you recall the album it was? Maybe a future album. I don't remember. No. True. Yeah. So it wasn't memorable. No. Nah. And after you saw it and you got what you needed, you never needed it again, right? No, nah, I probably watched another one just to see how he rates albums because I might have not liked his opinion. True. But he was like early in the game of doing that. True. But it still wasn't magazines. It was visual. So it's kind of proving your point. Yep, niggas ain't reading that. But hey, man. Let's move on real quick. I'm a, I got this little quick, quick... uh segment about music that just dropped Los and Nutty put out another project called Los and Nutty um, I saw an interview where Los said that he makes his most money off music when he puts out projects with his brother and I think that's very interesting because there's a lot of artists that are you know everybody's a solo artist now we've seen a lot of groups break up because maybe Social media try to say, oh, Sway Lee's Beyonce, Quavo's Beyonce, and that can affect the group dynamic. And then, you know, Ray Schremer put out an album last year and no one cared. Migos, uh, rest in peace to Takeoff, they had issues, you know, Offset left the group. Then it was just Takeoff and Quavo. Then Takeoff passed away. Now Quavo's forced to be a solo artist all the time. But Los and Nutty... These guys are brothers from Detroit. They've influenced a certain corner of the underground that aren't that like their flow, the production they rap on, their style of street music, drug dealing music. And hey, on Los and Nutty, it's the same. You're not nothing different. The first song is called Dope Man, sampling Dope Man by NWA. You know what time it is, okay? But this project was pretty solid. Um, my favorite tracks are actually Dope Man, the intro, and then the last three songs, Washing My Hands with Samuel Shabazz, Mo Checks, and then I Thought 10 Was Enough featuring Babyface Ray. Hey, man, that's one of that might be my favorite song of 2024 so far. That joint's a banger, real smooth. Shout out to the Olympics on the beat. I think the Olympics also did the Washing My Hands beat. But yeah, this album is solid. If it's typical Los and Nutty, but hey, the last three tracks, especially the outro with Babyface Ray, that production is phenomenal. I, I want them to rap on more beats like that. Shout out to Ray. He killed that beat. That joint's fire, man. Embarrassing. So, yeah, so check out Los and Nutty if you into that certified street music from Detroit. I'm going to salute another artist from Detroit who's giving you certified street music but in a different way boldy james and nicholas craven a producer from canada a white man they put out penalty of leadership if i'm not mistaken this might have been the first project boldy james made after getting in that car accident you know by the most highest blessing he's fine doesn't have any life-threatening injuries i think he was he had issues with walking at the beginning, but I believe he's fine now. He's out the wheelchair. Um, and he has references about the accident in it. He talks about going to rehab and how annoying that is. 
and how being geeked up on drugs, you know, the pills the doctors give you after accidents. And he's he's talking about that street stuff as well. Evil Genius is one of my favorite songs. He calls himself a, a, an evil genius because he can turn one into two. I mean, you know what that is. This is still a little nutty. No, this is Boldy James. Oh yeah, Boldy James. Yeah. Brand new Chanel kicks. He, I like that song because he talks about like those are the first kicks he was rocking when he started walking again. So I like that joint. Straight A's. That song's hard. He talks about how he's a goon that didn't drop out of high school and how he was caught up in the streets, but now his kids are doing well and his daughter has straight A's. I like that type of stuff. And it's funny, the next song is called Soccer Mom. <laughs> But yeah, speedy recovery, you know, talking about him getting back in the flow. But uh, shout out to his man, Double D, on the song Early, Bur Early Worms Get Birds, because his man has a focused verse. I like him. Uh, he's the only feature on the joint. But yeah, it's a dope project. It's a if cool you, title. If you went to, um, quote unquote, soulful rap, soulful street music, then this is for you. If you're into 90s inspired street music, then listen to Los and Nutty. So salute to them. I'm going I'm to stay in Detroit because my man Topside, one of my favorite producers, he put out a project called 90s Video Game Sounds. He put it in the jazz category because it's all instrumental music. And like I said, it's the album is called 90s Video Game Sounds. So... He's inspired by that era. Like there's songs that are called Street Fighter, Donkey Kong, Don Diddy Kong Racing, Mike Jackson, Moonwalker, Wave Race, Evil Resident, Doom 64, Zelda, Star Fox, Street Fighter 2, Evil Resident, uh, Resident Evil, theme music, Golden Eye outro. Like it's a dope uh, instrumental. If you don't want to listen to vocals all the time, just let this tune in. He has that video game sound, but then he has his traditional bounce. And then he is experiments with different styles, too. Like, I really like the song Japanese Funk and Japanese Funk Part 2. Um, Wave Race is dope. But, uh, yeah, if you're into dope instrumental music, real player stuff, check that out. Also, if you're into dope instrumental music from Detroit, check out Tall Black Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's dope, too, mm -hmm, for sure. And he his bounce is more dance-oriented. But uh, yeah, he, it's he Dilla. It's more Dilla. You think so? I it's feel like Dilla pop. It's Dilla. I feel like I feel like it's more bouncy. Like you can have fun to it and move to it. I mean, it's more like Neo Soul Dilla stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause yeah, that's not yeah. Uh, Dilla does have a Neo Soul bag. You know, people learn about how he produced. Didn't you know for Erica Badu? Because she just randomly picked a record and then he made the beat on site. So, yeah, he did have a Neo Soul back. He did influence a lot of them, but that was just one corner of his style. He does stuff with Fonte and shit. True, true. I'm still looking forward to Boldy James' album with Jay Dilla, by the way. That's supposed to drop soon. So that would be cool. But uh, what else dropped? Oh, yeah, I'll keep it in the Midwest. Shout out to Lucky. He put out two singles uh, with a music video, Paid in Full. That joint's focus. Uh, Mac Fly Beats and Paul Williams did the production. Uh, Lucky, he's rapping on a Detroit-inspired beat. That bounce is real swaggy with what he's doing. He's unlocking a new chamber of whisper rap. 
He even shouts out his brothers. He said the only niggas he fucks with in the rap right now is V's and Ray. And I, I like that he's creating a Whisper All-Star team, how they're all hanging out together. But mm -hmm. uh, Colorful Drugs, the second song, that joins Bouncy and Jiggy. You know, so shout out to Lucky. It looks like he's, you know, continuing to go up. He's still getting more popular. And uh, that's dope. And, uh, oh, yeah, another project, uh, your brother, Benny the Butcher, he put out his major label debut album under Def Jam called Everybody Can't Go. 12 songs. Alchemist did five beats. Hit Boy did seven. And yeah, the album is cool. The intro is focused. Uh, Brian is the second track. That's one of the singles. Eh, not for me. Shato say he said it was a papoose sounding beat. Uh, <laughs> Big Dog is a single with Wayne on the Alchemist beat. That joint's cool. Uh, TMVTL. I think that's the best song on the album. It's like a story track. Alchemist did three beats, and Benny tells three different stories on each beat. That joint's real smooth. Uh, One Foot In with Stove God Cooks is cool. Buffalo Chicken uh, Kitchen Club with Armani Caesar is cool. Babyface Ray and Jada Kiss on Pillow Talk and Slander are, is all right. And then he has a track called Big Timers with Peasy. You can tell he's trying to get that, that type of street niggas to fuck with him and that joint is okay but uh i don't know what this album is gonna do for him i don't know if he'll get him a bigger audience i can tell he's trying to get more sh like a he knows old people old rap fans and white people like him so maybe he's trying to get like another corner of street niggas to like him i don't know if this will work but we'll see and uh what else dropped oh yeah currency dropped the deluxe to Highway 600 with eight new tracks. Wiz sounds cooked on his song. I'm like, oh, man. I was yeah. showing you love for that Cali Sober mixtape a few months ago. But, mm. but yeah, Currency, V12, Benz is dope. January 8th is dope. The Untouchables, uh, Round and Round. This project is solid. I like the original a lot. It made one of my top albums of 2023. So the Deluxe just a few more tracks to keep you en enjoying and then we're almost done guys sorry uh tiara whack put out a couple singles put out a new single called shower song and let me tell you something guys this is like very childish and silly and fun and it's not bad at all but i'm like man this is supposed to be a single for her major label debut that's gonna drop in march I don't think she's going to have no motion on this. I feel like uh, she's kind of like the female version of Tierra of uh, Tizo Touchdown. Mm, talented, but can't really bring it yeah, off. Yeah, I don't think she's going to like, I feel like her audience is too geek. But yeah, that's that's what I got. And uh, shout out to Cash Cobain, Dunk Contest, Fire Single, Real Player, Real Jiggy, Real Smooth. He's a producer that has done the club drill inspired bounce makes sample based drill he makes dance music and this joint he makes music for the women he said he makes sex music dunk contest fire track that's my music report jamal we out man you got anything you want to add before we disappear um i'm gonna listen to benny i'm gonna listen to los and nutty i'm gonna try to listen to boldy i like this last joint I'm going to try to listen to all this shit, honestly. It's going to be hard probably for Currency and Tierra, but I'm excited for all the new music. 
right, man. Well, I hope y'all had fun listening to us. We'll holler at y'all, man. January's over already. It's February now. Hey, man. I'm treating February 1st like it's New Year, man. Because <laughs> yeah. January, I was still on my 2023 and, and before shit, man, misbehaving. Now I'm going to be updated and getting my life together. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. For sure, babe, man. This Chabasu Convos, y'all stay blessed out there. All right. Peace.